episode 8. I'm your host, M.T. So, I would like to say before we begin that this is an entry. Imagine you're sitting at your desk, opening your journal, taking out your black pen, writing the deals of the day, the inner workings of the heart, until you feel in the moment. This is exactly what you will hear. This is a mental health awareness podcast, so please prepare yourself. Enjoy the eighth entry. December twenty second, twenty twenty one. You know, last night. After watching El Kizi, the Turkish drama, it made me realize how, not really realize because I already knew this, but it, it clearly made me see how people truly don't know what's going on with you. As I explained in Pain Set the Heart, El Kizzy is about a girl named Azel who has been tyrantly abused by her family. And so she reaches a breaking point when her father admits to her that he killed her mother who she thought committed suicide and she in turn burns the entire house down with her father and her tormentors inside of it and so with Azel she fails to see her best friend who's been in love with her for 20 years her grandmother for all the evil that she's committed her excuse for everything is that she's a mother and that she can't give up on her son who beats women and abused his daughter for years after dying forces forces her granddaughter to go to his funeral and stuff like that and um, you see when someone experiences that level of trauma they obviously don't know what it feels like to be loved they have no clue of it so when Ellie 
her best friend, who's never once said the words I love you to her for 20 years. Even though everyone knew he was in love with her, she didn't see it because, you know, trauma, so she doesn't know what love is. He finally says it to her for the first time in 20 years, and he's upset because this guy named Harun wants to marry her but he's just using her for money and it's the first time she's ever like gotten that type of attention or at least was aware of it so she's naive to it all and watching that it made me tr clearly see how someone really doesn't know what's going on with you and doesn't truly understand what's happening with you people only see what they want to see and perceive things the way they want to perceive it. As I said in Pain Set the Heart, a person can only love you to the level that they love themselves. And as I also said, it took me 22 years to remove the wool over from my eyes to understand that I've never truly been loved by anyone and it sounds far-fetched but when I look at my life all I feel pain and sorrow. Now, if I felt that the pain and sorrow was balanced out with happiness, I wouldn't it wouldn't be so bad, you know? I could manage it and I I probably wouldn't be constantly talking about this because I just don't want to talk about it anymore, but I can't help it because it's my life. But when I look at my life, That's not what I get. All I see is this and feel is this dark gray cloud looming over my head. <laughs> and it's so frustrating because I deserved so much better. And today I had to make the terrible decision to let someone go. A person who didn't I, I didn't want to let go in the first place. And that's the reality of it all. And there's nothing I can do about it. You know what I don't like? I don't like that I've become another statistic I hate that I don't hate actually I don't hate anything I've become another statistic Born and raised within 
single parent household. Living in a family of three generations. Daughter, mother, grandmother. I don't like it. I really don't like it. I've been playing this game of what if for like a very long time. What if my father never took advantage of me? What if my mom didn't listen to five-year-old me to leave our home so that we could be a conjoined family again? I have been blaming myself for that decision of leaving beautiful, sunny, Florida for noisy concreted New York I remember hearing somewhere or reading somewhere that when you can finally talk about your trauma out loud to people, you know that's when the main part of healing has ended. I've been quiet. I can never actually say the words. I couldn't even write about it in my journal afraid that someone would read it. I lied about the real truth of what happened to me because the real truth was worse than the lie. I said that I was forced to have a sexual relationship with Daddy-o. Thing is, I wasn't forced. I went along with it. And for years, I was wrapping my head around why I would go along with it. I mean, I was so young. I, I had no concept of what right and wrong was. I. I never even had to talk yet. I mean, it was... I was five. But then, I came back to New York thinking that I could rekindle a proper father and daughter relationship. 
And it's like, as soon as I came back to the place of where it all happened, I, I realized what the actual truth was. I was brainwashed. I remember watching these cartoons, but they weren't normal cartoons. I remember seeing in the cartoon a mother giving birth on a kitchen floor. Um, things like that happened within the cartoon I remember watching at my father's karate studio at that time. And I, um, I loved my dad. I loved him so much. Then what he did happened more than once of course and I just I couldn't see him the same way. And the thing is everything I thought was normal came crashing down when my mom sat in front of me and asked me questions about if I was ever she was giving me the talk she named a bunch of people then she named my father and I just froze I froze. We went to the detective office of the police station to file a report, and I don't even remember the lies I told the detective. I don't remember. I just remember eventually the detective sitting me down in front of my mother and um, asking me to, more like telling me to tell her that it never happened and I did because I, I always followed the rules when I was a kid, I always did what I was told. And now looking back, I wish I could have just told the actual truth. And maybe at one point I did, but I just didn't know what to say. I didn't know the nature of, or the psychology of what was going on. I, it took me two years to, the last two years to figure out. was just brainwashed into thinking it was okay. Father's never been a violent person. 
It's always been a calm person. So his way of control was always calm. Maybe my psychology picked up on that and just thought, this is normal, this is okay, but kissing your daughter inappropriately while Spongebob is on is not okay. And I blamed myself for years because then my mom had a breakdown and well whatever version of my mom I remember she's never been that person ever again sometimes I just wish it didn't take me this long to finally admit that what happened was never my fault. The decisions I made were never my fault. And that I deserve way better than I was treated. And still to this day, I still feel that I deserve way better than I was treated. And now, as I'm going into the new year, I'm releasing it all to the wind because officially I'm ready to admit that I'm an orphan from emotionally abusive and physically abusive parents who should have never had a child in the first place. The dove who coos in our yard has hurt her wing. She's on the ground. Together, let us go to her, gently offer food and song, and time, more time. To heal takes time. With love, we heal with time. Amy Ludwig Vanderwater. <laughs>